Carl Nelson, Intern Media, coming to you live from New York City for another edition of Intern Media Talks. As we all know, Alton Sterling, a 37-year-old black father of five at the time, was shot and killed by police officer Blaine Salamone back in July of 2016 in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. The other officer who was on the scene was Howie Lake. Back then, the incident sparked protests in Baton Rouge and in many other cities and states across the country. It was a couple videos recorded on smartphones that surfaced on social media and ultimately led to the widespread of protests. So, just like with all the other incidents involving the police killings of unarmed or underarmed black men in America, once again the question became, will justice be served? I'm going to let you all be the judges of that, but in my opinion... In my humble opinion, absolutely not. Justice was not served. Why? I'll tell you why. Officer Lake was suspended for three days. Well, he's now back on the force, and this is after he was on paid administrative leave for months. As for Officer Salamone, he's been fired, yes, but that's after also having been on paid leave for so many months up to this point. The firing is the least that could have happened to him. Let me tell you guys something. I thought criminal charges should have at least been brought on the shooter. Officer Salamone, after I saw the initial videos of the incident that went viral in 2016, videos that brought tears to my eyes. But after seeing the full body cam video of the incident, which was released by the police department just a couple of weeks ago, after seeing that and hearing it, the anger, the sadness, the remorse for Sterling and his family, it all came rushing back. Now, for those who haven't seen the body cam video, and if you haven't, I'd urge you to do so. Just go on YouTube. But for those who haven't seen the newly released body cam video, let me take you through what I saw and heard. This is footage that was kept under wraps for nearly two years, by the way. Let's keep that in mind. That's an issue in itself. Also, keep in mind that this video was released just days after Louisiana's attorney general decided not to bring criminal charges against the two officers. Keep those things in mind. Now back to the body cam video. This newly surfaced video shows Officer Salamone pointing his gun at Sterling's head, threatening to shoot him, while also screaming profanities at him. Now the officers are apprehending Sterling in the video. Sterling has his hands on the hood of a car as they order him to do so. Clearly he has his hands on the hood of that car. The only thing Sterling is doing in the video is asking them what he did wrong. He was both scared and confused. I saw it on his face and I heard it in his voice. Put your hands on the car or I'm going to shoot you in your bleeping head. You can hear Salamone yelling that at Sterling in the video. Sterling is clearly cooperating, but he's trying to tell Salamone that Officer Howie is hurting him, is hurting his arm, which is making it hard for him to fully cooperate. After Sterling complains, you hear Salamone tell the other officer to use a taser on Sterling. The electric buzzing can be heard in the video immediately following that command. I believe Sterling was tased twice. The officers then tackled Sterling. That's when the video gets even more chaotic and blurry. But what, but you can still hear the struggle on the ground, even though Sterling wasn't really doing anything but trying to continue breathing. In my estimation, the officers had him pinned and apprehended. Nonetheless, while the officers are on the ground on top of Sterling, you hear one of them yell, he's got a gun. After that, shots rang out. Officer Salamone fired six shots, three to the chest of Sterling 
and the other three as Sterling turns his body. Now, in the other videos of the incident, you tell me where it even looked like for a second that Sterling was going for his gun, because I just don't see it at all. After Sterling is shot and clearly dead, Officer Salamone continues to yell profanity at Sterling, calling him a stupid bleep. He didn't even try to get medical attention to Sterling or anything like that. No, he continued to yell profanity at this man. And the audacity of Salamone's attorney to actually come out and say pub publicly that his client did what he was trained to do. Let me tell you guys something. If that's how police officers are trained, then they all need to be retrained immediately because what I saw was horrible police work. Now, that's, now that that's out in the open, I'm going to come back for a part two of this discussion, but here's where I want to go with this conversation. Attorney and Fox News anchor Ebony K. Williams really got me thinking uh, after I watched an interview that she did recently with The Breakfast Club, the most dangerous hip-hop radio show in the nation, as they would say. Williams was asked about the Alton Sterling incident. In the interview, she alluded to why these unarmed and underarmed black men aren't receiving the justice they deserve. They deserve. Williams spoke about the problem being the language of the written law on policing. She says that until we're able to change the language of the law, which gives police all types of discretion in these situations, until that changes, we're going to continue to see police officers get off the hook for killing civilians. In a nutshell, what she's saying is the law itself is unjust to some degree. Now stay tuned. I'm going to dive into this a little deeper in part two of this edition of Intermedia Talks. Welcome back to another edition of Intermedia Talks with Carl Nelson, the founder and CEO of Intermedia. So in part one of this Intermedia Talks segment, I took you guys through the Alton Sterling incident and the body cam video that recently surfaced. Like I said before, in my opinion, there's no way that justice was served in this case. But I'm curious as to what you all think. Now, I ended part one by bringing up Fox anchor Ebony K. Williams. And something very key that she brought up in a recent interview. She said the reason why we're not seeing justice take place in these police shootings of unarmed and underarmed black men is due to the way the law is written regarding the policing of civilians. If you do the research for yourself and look into what the law says about policing in America, a lot is left to the discretion of the officer, which is problematic because when incidents like Sterling's death occur, it's easy for an officer to come up with a reason as to why they shot and killed a civilian. The current law doesn't appear to account for the police officers that unnecessarily escalate an encounter with the civilian officers who will then use deadly force based on circumstances that they themselves created. The law doesn't account for police officers that give contradicting commands and then shoot the person because that individual misunderstood the command. In fact, allow me to take this issue a step further. I was reading some articles on this issue and I came across an article written in the Washington Post that brought up another interesting point in all of this. How about the fact that nearly all the data we have on incidents involving police officers using excessive force comes from reports written by those police officers themselves. The same officers involved in the incident. What sense does that make? If someone like Officer Salamone shoots and kills a civilian and it's going to be his police report that could be the difference between him losing his job and going to jail or being found to have done his job correctly, don't you think the officer's officer is going to write a report that makes it look like his actions were justified? 
Of course. I mean, just look at the killings of Alton Sterling and Philando Castile. In both cases, Castile and Sterling had a gun in their possession, not in their hands. Castile legally had a gun in his vehicle and Sterling had a gun in his pocket. But in both of these cases, the police involved claimed that these men were reaching for their guns. Well, here's the sad thing. Based on data and the way the law is currently set up, both cases would be considered instances in which police officers correctly used lethal force to defend themselves. Even with the videos that have surfaced, law enforcement still finds a way to defend these officers. However, when you look at the videos of these incidents, look at the amount of people who see these cases as troubling and outrageous. Thankfully, people have recorded these incidents on their smartphones because if it weren't for that, many people probably wouldn't have questioned these shootings at all. So I ask you all, how many cases like Alton Sterling's death and Philando Castile's death have we not seen on video? And how many of these incidents have been reported untruthfully over the years? And last but certainly not least, what's the solution going to be in ensuring that the written law changes to better protect unarmed and underarmed civilians? Thanks for joining me for another edition of Intermediate Talks.